to One Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for more information, please visit us on the web at onechurch.net. All right, well, Psalm 65, are you there? Two of you are there. Psalm 65. Uh, I'm going to read uh, a couple of verses. I think I just have verse 11 on the screen. Uh, but Psalm 65, I want to speak to you today uh, out of this passage of Scripture, just kind of springboard out of this. Psalm 65, verse 11, it says this, You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. It goes on to say they drop on the pastures of the wilderness, and the little hills, that's what we have in Florida, little hills, <laughs> rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys also are covered with the grain. They shout for joy. They also sing. This is a picture of God's blessing, God's favor, God's goodness coming upon the land, coming upon the people. And I love that it begins by saying, you crown the year with your goodness. You crown the year with your goodness. Now, I know that term, crown the year, is not... Uh, a term that we use that often today, or maybe at all. Uh, but that word crown the year, that phrase, you crown the year, means that you have, you have surrounded the year. You have marked the year. You have circled the year. You have crowned the year with your goodness. I want to ask you this question today. As we move into 2022, I want to ask you the question, how do you see this year ahead? How are you seeing the year of 2022? And if you were today taking notes, if you are, just write 2022 at the top of your page. And I want you to circle it. Circle it. And I want you to visualize this reality that the psalmist David, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says you, you crown the year, you circle the year, you mark the year with your goodness. Now, I love that he doesn't say which year it is, because I, I think that for those who are followers of Jesus, whatever the year that we're living in, it should be a year that we recognize and we believe for that year to be the year that is crowned with goodness. Now, as we move into 2022, I want to ask you again, how do you see 2022? Do you see it as 2020 part two? Do you see it as year three of COVID reality, whatever that means? Do you see it as a, a, a year of, of challenges and difficulty? Do you see it as a year filled with all kinds of problems? Or do you see it as a year filled with all kinds of potential, all kinds of promises? That's what God has for us. David, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says you crown the year, you circle the year. In other words, from the very beginning of the year all the way around to the end of the year. Y'all are quiet this morning, so I'm going to take a page out of Steph's cheerleading book. Everybody show me some spirit fingers this morning. Spirit fingers this morning. Okay, come on. There you go. You crown the year with goodness. You crown the year with goodness. You surround it with goodness. In other words, January goodness, February goodness, March goodness. Come on, all the way till December, the goodness of God. Is that how you're seeing the year? Is that what you're believing God for? I hope you are. 
I hope you are. Now, when I talk about goodness today, I want you to understand that what we're talking about is not just happy, clappy, cheerleader, pep. We're not talking about just, although nothing wrong with a little cheerleader pep, too. (laughs) Nobody ever died of a little extra pep, okay? (laughs) But what we're talking about is not just a, a shallow definition of goodness, over this year. What we're talking about is not just, um, you know, new year, new you, uh, optimism. The world is filled with that. And how many of you know that normally lasts until about the end of the first week of January? (laughs) All of that excitement can fizzle out real quick if it's just the shallow excitement. But I love that it says you crown the year with your goodness. In other words, it's not my goodness, it's not my effort, it's not my works, it's God's goodness upon my life. You see, David had a revelation of what God's intention was for all of creation, and that was for his goodness to be manifest upon our lives. If you know the story of Genesis, and it's so funny, so many of the things you guys have been speaking to today are directly parallel with what the Lord's put on my heart, but when you look at the book of Genesis... The creation story, the Bible says that God created everything and he said that it was good. It was good. Have you ever read the creation story? He makes, he, he makes the sun he, and speaks light into existence. He speaks the, the, the water and the firmament into existence. And everything that he makes, he, set, he, he calls it good. And then he comes to mankind. And he says that, that he made man in his image. And he, he looked at all of his creation and he said, it is very good. Everybody say, very good. Amen. Look at your neighbor say, you look very good this morning. Very good. That's what God says. That's his intention for, for his creation is that we would experience the good life. Now that word uh, good or goodness in the original Hebrew language in this verse is the word tov. Can you all say tov? You sound so smart. Tov is the Hebrew word for goodness. Now, what I want you to see is that that word tov, uh, it it means uh, life working the way God intended. Life working the way that God intended. Nothing broken, nothing missing. It it was God's intention. He made everything and he, he called it tov. Tov. Now, that Tove, we live in a world that, that we catch glimpses of that good life that God has intended for us. We catch glimpses of Tove. Perhaps when you wake up in the morning and you're drinking your coffee and you see the sunrise and you just feel like all is right in the world. This is a, this is a good day. It is Tove. Perhaps a, a newborn baby, the beauty of, of that moment, it is Tove. Perhaps you have a, a great meal, and you put it in your mouth, and you go, mmm, that is good. That is tov. Maybe you're walking through a garden, or maybe it's out for a walk in your neighborhood, and you, you, you catch the, the, the fragrant aroma of a, a flower, of jasmine, or some beautiful aroma filling the air. You go, oh, that's good. What are you saying? That's tov. That's Tove. Maybe you enjoy an evening with friends. And as they leave 
after a time of eating and fellowshipping together, you close the door and you say, oh, that, what a good night. What a good time. What are you saying? That's Tove. That's Tove. It, it's life the way God intended. Now, we catch glimpses of that goodness because the fact is that we live in a world that is not filled with Tove. If you know the creation story, you know that God made everything and called it good, but it wasn't long before mankind turned away from God and wanted the good life without God. That's, that's the, the original temptation. You can have the good life without God, right? And, and if you know the story of the Bible, you know that because of that rebellion against God, that not only did we lose God, but we also lost the good life. And the Bible says this, that all of the earth fell under a curse. Now, uh, we all know this. We, we know it biblically. We know it theologically. But we also know it uh, experientially. We, we know it. I mean, if you look over the last couple of years, there's, there's certainly been brokenness. There's been pain. There's been suffering in the world. Why? It's because of the curse. Even for those who don't know God, there's something within all of us that go, oh, this is not the way it should work. This isn't the way it's meant to be. And that's what we see is that the goodness has been marred. The goodness has been broken. Nate talked about goodness this morning. or I'm sorry, he talked about brokenness this morning. And uh, I, I know we've all experienced that. I mean, anybody just had a rough, uh, a rough year last year? Anybody have a rough year? It's a safe space. You can admit it today. Yes, the rest of you uh, need to pray for everybody else that has not had a hard year. How many of you have just ever had a hard day? I'll just say that. If you've never had a hard day, please stand up and glow in the dark right now. <laughs> We've all had hard days. Uh, just recently, I had one of those days. And to be honest, it wasn't anything like, you know, enormous life shattering that happened, but it was just one of those days where I woke up and, it, you know, I missed the alarm clock. The alarm didn't wake up. The kids couldn't get out of bed. We didn't have bread for the kids, you know, lunches, all of those sorts of things. It was like, you know, nothing's working right in this day. And I, I was actually that morning, I was going to preach my recorded sermon. Uh, I, I know you all thought that was live streaming, but it's not. Um, so I was going to record it, and here I am. I'm going, okay, God, I'm trying to get filled with the Spirit. I'm trying to have some inspiration, and it's like nothing's going right. Anybody ever have that? Yeah. Okay, anybody have kids? You know, you know that, how that goes, and all of us experience that. But uh, in, in the middle of all of that, then one of the kids was asking for, they needed some money for a little book sale at church, and they got the change jar. We have all of our change in this jar. They got the change jar out, and uh, as they were getting change out, somehow somebody knocked it over, and it fell on the ground and broke. And I just thought, Is, can anything else go wrong today? Have you ever had one of those moments? It's like, can anything else go wrong? Now, I know these are small problems, but that was, that was my life that day. I just felt like, can anything else go wrong? God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you forsaken me? And Jen took the kids, or actually, I can't remember, maybe I took the kids to, to school, and I came back, and uh, the, there was glass and money all over the ground, 
And I thought, I'm just going to, I don't have time to, 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 you know, separate it all. It's all mixed in together. I'm just going to sweep it up and throw it away. And I was frustrated and I was feeling like, God, I need to hear from you. I'm about to preach. I can't be doing this, God. Uh, you know, I'm trying to be spiritual. And, uh, you know, sometimes, how many of you feel like sometimes you need to get out of your real life to be spiritual? Uh, apparently, God doesn't know that. Apparently, he thinks we can be spiritual right where we're at. I was saying, God, I, here I am. I'm trying to get into the, the flow of the Spirit. And uh, initially, I just thought, I'm sweeping it all up. I'm throwing it all away. And then I looked and went, wait a minute, that's a dollar coin. Well, there's a couple of dollar coins in there. Well, I probably should get the dollars. I should probably get the, well, those are quarters, too. While I'm down here, I should probably get the, well, that's a lot of dimes. I get the dimes, too. And, and before long, I had pretty much gathered all of the money, and, and I felt like the, uh, the Lord in that moment said, I'm trying to give you a picture. I'm giving you a picture of life, that there is brokenness, there is pain, but I've not left you in that place. I've not left your life in the place of brokenness. I'm not leaving you. I'm not abandoning you. I, I'm coming to redeem you. And that's what I want to focus on today is the, the recognition of what the Bible calls redemption. Because if it was just God made the world good and it was fallen, how many of you know that wouldn't be very exciting? That wouldn't be good news. But the Bible says he's crowned the year with goodness. And, and through Jesus Christ, we've been redeemed. Can we put that word up on the screens? We've been redeemed. Redeemed. I don't know if you... Know what the word redeemed means, but redeemed means it conveys the idea to release people or property from bondage through the payment of a price. The idea is someone that has been enslaved and now the, the price has been paid for, for their freedom and their deliverance. They've been redeemed. Now, we may experience that more personally uh, how many of you got a gift card for Christmas? Some of you got gift cards. Now, think about that gift card for a moment. That gift card may be worth, just the materials may be worth, uh, I don't know, 20 cents on that card. But when you take that card and, and you go to the vendor that gave you that card, they will give you a whole lot more than 20 cents, hopefully, Right? because they will give you whatever has been paid for that card. So if there's $50 that has been paid and put on that card, when you go and you take your little 20 cents gift card and you take it in there and you redeem it, the value of that card is not just found in that card. The value for that card is found in whatever has been paid for that card. And the Bible says this, that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, all of the brokenness, all of the pain, all of the, the, the badness of this world collided with all of God's goodness. And all of God's goodness overwhelmed all of the badness, all of the brokenness, all of the pain, all of the sickness, all of the poverty, all of the depression and addiction and, and everything that came through the curse. And the Bible says that through the blood of Jesus, we've been redeemed from the curse. That's what the Bible says in Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 says this, Christ has redeemed us 
Notice what the tense is. What's that tense English lesson today? Future tense? Past tense. Thank you, Deanna. Deanna, you get a gold star. You get a gold star and a gift card. Everybody check under your seats. Gift cards for everybody today. That's past tense. So when, has, when have we been redeemed? On the cross. So let me ask you this. Have you put your faith in Jesus? If you've put your faith in Jesus, then you have been redeemed. Now, there is an aspect of that that will come. The Bible says that all of creation groans, longing for his appearing. There will be a day that will come that when Jesus returns, that there will be the fullness of the redemption, the full value released of what Jesus has paid for us upon the cross. But here's what I want you to see is that that has already been accomplished. So those of us who have put our faith in Jesus, we don't have to wait to heaven to get a little bit of heaven. We've already been redeemed. We've been lifted out. This is a whole lot better news than y'all are letting on today. I'm telling you, this is good news. This is good news. So why are we, why are we celebrating uh, at the beginning of 2022? Not because 2022 is good. We don't know. We don't know if this year is going to be good. We don't know what's going to happen this year, but we're not celebrating. We're not rejoicing in the goodness of this year. We're rejoicing in the goodness of God. And, And here's the reality of the gospel that we're not promised that life is always good, but that God is always good. And that because God is always good, Regardless of what happens in life, you can experience the goodness of God. You can experience the good life. Uh, that's, that's worth celebrating more than anything else. Let me say it this way. Regardless of what the economy does, you've been redeemed. Regardless of what politicians do or don't do, you've been redeemed. Regardless of even what your body does, you've been redeemed. You've been redeemed. We've been bought back. We are living the good life even in a broken world. You can live a good life, the good life that God intended, even in the middle of a broken world. That's why the psalmist said this in Psalm uh, 27, verse 13. He said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. Where? Not in the sweet by and by. We will experience the goodness of God in the sweet by and by, but but we're not there yet. We're here. And here's the good news that he says, I would have lost heart unless I believed that I'd see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Who's in the land of the living this morning? Punch your neighbor. Just make sure they're still in the land of the living this morning. We're going to experience the goodness of God in the land of the living. So I don't know what's going to happen in 2022, but we're going to experience the goodness of God. And if you don't have that guarantee, you can have that guarantee today. If you don't have that guarantee, it becomes easy to lose heart. It becomes easy to get discouraged. The psalmist said, I would have lost heart unless I believed that I'd see the goodness of the Lord 
in the land of the living. I love Psalm 23, a well-known passage to many of us, but it finishes this way. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days when? Of my life. 2022 falls under that category. All the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Have you ever been followed? Anybody ever been followed? You ever felt like you're being followed? Let me tell you, you are being followed. Shirley, whoever she is, Shirley is following you. Shirley, goodness and mercy. I don't know who Shirley is, but I like goodness and mercy. Come on, it's coming upon you. I want you to see that as we come into the new year, there is goodness and mercy that is coming on you and is going to overtake you and is going to manifest the goodness of God upon your life in 2022. And so I want to give you today three guarantees of goodness that we can live on, bank on, plan on, live on, and stand on in 2022. Guaranteed goodness. Who needs some goodness in 2022? Here's some guaranteed goodness in 2022. Number one, you have the guarantee of his good presence. His good presence is guaranteed in 2022. I got to get used to saying that, 2022. Notice what that verse in Psalm 65, verse 11 says. He says, uh, it says this, that you crown the year with your goodness. Whose goodness? God's goodness. You crown the year with your goodness, not my goodness. My goodness wears pretty thin. Don't look so pious. Your goodness wears thin too. But it's not based on my goodness. It's based on his goodness. And here's the good news, is that if you have God, you have an eternal supply of goodness. Let me tell you this, if you have nothing else good this year, if you've got God, you've got all you need to have a good life. You've got all you need to have a good life. Now, I'm not saying that's all that you're going to have. I'm just saying if that is all that you had, you would have enough to have a good life. Now, oftentimes we don't recognize this when we have the abundance of so many other things. But if you go to some of the places around the world where so many of the things that we think are necessary to have a good life are not available in that place, it's amazing what you see in those places. They don't walk around defeated. For those who know Jesus, I'm telling you, they've got a bigger smile on their faces than, than almost anybody that you'll see in America. They, they praise God more because they recognize that when God is all they have, all they have in God is enough. And, and I want you to know that this year, all that, that God is enough. God is enough. You have the guarantee of his good presence in this year. I love what Richard Wombrand, who is a, a, a persecuted pastor, I believe in Poland. Is that right, Dad? Romania. I knew it was somewhere over there in Romania. I love what he said. He said, Christians are like people dancing in a world that can't hear the music. Ooh, Christians are like people dancing. I don't have any moves, but y'all can't hear the music. Y'all can't hear the music. Have you ever seen somebody dance when you can't hear the music? Have you ever, I remember one time I drove past a wedding reception and man, they were cutting a rug in that place. They were getting down. And it was the funniest thing because I couldn't hear the music. 
You want entertainment on a Saturday night? Just go out, find a wedding, and sit in the parking lot and watch. It's hilarious when you can't hear the music. Uh, but on the inside, they hear it. They feel it. And they are celebrating to it. And that's what life should be like for followers of Jesus. When Jesus comes into your life, you get, you get a song on the inside. You get a good song on the inside. Some people have a bad song on the inside. Some people walk around like they've got a funeral dirge perpetually being played on the inside of them. Dun, 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 dun. That's Star Wars. Uh, funeral, hold on, hold on, hold on. Scrolling the playlist. There you go. Hold on, do it again. See, I just revealed I don't have that on the inside of me. Y'all got it on the inside. I got a good theme on the inside of me. No, they're musicians. They're, they're musicians. Some people walk around. It's, it's, they've got that perpetual sad song. Have you ever met somebody like that? It's like they walk into the room and it's like, man, it's like a cloud just came over the room. You know what I'm saying? And for those who are followers of Jesus, it should be the opposite of that. There should be a song on the inside. I, 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 love, uh, I, I love sometimes uh, just to be happy around people that aren't happy. Have you ever done that? Now, I'm not talking about people that are, that are legitimately mourning. The Bible says to, to mourn with those who are mourning. But I'm talking about people that are just grumpy all the time. Anybody got a neighbor like that? You got a neighbor like that? I like to, I walk by them sometimes. I just like to throw a bone over and just, I say, hey, it's a good day. Good day. It's not a good day. I just like to see them foam at the mouth a little bit in response to it. You ever seen somebody like that? They're just angry all the time. I went by a neighbor this week. I said, hey, happy new year. I, I can't even say what he said because it was filled with expletives, but... It's not a good year and just going on about all kinds of nonsense. But I said, have a, have a good day. See you later. I'm out of here. The, I love where the psalmist says, my heart overflows with a good theme. When Jesus comes into your life, when Jesus comes into your heart, you overflow with goodness because of his presence. And you're guaranteed in 2022, there's a lot of things I can't guarantee to you for this year, but you are guaranteed this, that if you put your faith in Jesus, you're guaranteed his good presence, number one. The second thing I want you to see if you put your faith in Jesus is this, that you're guaranteed his good purpose, his good purpose. Now, I don't know what your plans are for this year. We all have plans. I, I don't know what your plans are, and but to be honest, I can't guarantee that those plans will happen. Maybe you want to take a, a vacation. I, don't plan on it, okay? Maybe not. Maybe not. I, I can't guarantee that your plans will happen this year, but I can guarantee this, that, that God's good purpose will be accomplished in your life. The Bible says this in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 28, we, and we know, uh, in other words, we're certain or we are guaranteed we're guaranteed that in all things that, that all things work together for good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose and we know that all things what does it say work together for good in other words 
not everything is good. Not everything in life is good. Some of us in this past year and even in recent days have gone through very painful, very difficult things. The Bible is honest that, that life isn't always good. Sometimes it's just hard. Sometimes it's painful. I love this the, the shortest verse in the Bible that says that Jesus wept. He wept over his friend's death. He wept in that moment. But it's, So not everything is good, but God works all things together for good. Not everything is good, but God is working it together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Notice it's not everybody. Not, not all things work together for good for everybody. It's those who are living for the purpose of God, living for God's kingdom, living for, for God's will to be done through their lives. But it's got to be worked together. And not everything is good by itself, but it will be worked together for God's good purpose. When I think about that phrase, work together, I think about baking. How many of you like to bake? Uh, I'm taking names here. Some of you like to bake. Jen likes to bake, which is good because I like to eat. So it's a twin gift. It's kind of like tongues and interpretation. You can't have one without the other, okay? And um, so baking's really useless if nobody wants to eat it. But, you know, she bakes things. And sometimes I go into the kitchen and she's baking something. And she's got a few things in the bowl. And I go to put my finger in it. And she goes, no, 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 no. That's just raw eggs and you know, sugar or whatever. It, it's, got, it's got to have some more things worked into it. And, you know, if you think about a, maybe a cake, I don't know what all goes into a cake, but let's say uh, butter, sugar, salt, flour, how, eggs. How many of you know each one of those things are not that good by themselves? Right? Flour. Any, who, who sat down over the holidays with a big bowl of flour like, mm. <laughs> Even a, you know, a stick of butter. <laughs> Even sugar by itself is not that good, right? But when you take those things and you put them together and you work it together and you put it in the oven, somehow something really good comes out of it. And here's what I want you to see is that there may be some things in your life right now that don't look very good. But God's not done. God's not done. You may face some things in 2022 that aren't good, but God will work them together to bring good in your life. That means this, that if it's not, if it's not good yet, God's not done. If you've got some situations in your life that, that are heavy and are painful and are difficult, here's the good news. God's not done. God's not done. He's working it together. He's bringing good things into your life when you live according to his purpose. And so number one, we're guaranteed his good presence. Number two, we're guaranteed his good purpose. And the third thing I want you to see is that we're guaranteed his good provision. His good provision. The Bible says this in the book of James chapter 1 verse 17 says that every good and perfect gift is from above. Every good and perfect gift is from above. I love what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 11. He says, if you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? 
Some people say, well, we shouldn't ask anything from God. Baloney. That's because God is good, He does good. You see, the reason we look around the world and we see anything that is good, it's merely a reflection of the goodness of God. The, the glimpses of Tove, the glimpses of God's goodness is merely a reflection of God's Tove, God's goodness. And he loves to give good things to his children. We've just come out of the Christmas season, the giving season, and most of us probably gave gifts. At our house, we gave gifts, and we gave gifts to our kids. But I have to tell you this, and every year it's a little bit different. Sometimes we go, man, let's really lay it on, and sometimes we think, oh, we better pull it back a little bit. But I'll tell you this, I've never once given them a gift, and they open it, a box, and they open it, and, and they say, Daddy, what is it? I've never once said, son, that's a pygmy rattler. That's a pygmy rattler, and it's about to bite you in the face. Any of you give your kids pygmy rattlers for Christmas? No, I, I've never done that. You could say, it's a, I'm giving you a pygmy rattler, son, because life's hard, and I'm, I'm just going to teach you life's hard. No. And that's exactly what Jesus says. He says, I'm not going to give you a serpent. I'm not going to give you something that, that's not good for you. Now, here's the thing. The, the definition of good is always God's definition. How many of you know when you were a kid, there were some things you thought were good that now you're going, I'm glad I didn't eat ice cream for every meal. I thought that was good and that wasn't good. And I believe this is true. If we knew what God knows about our lives, we would always want what God gives us. We would always see that what he gives us, if, if it's not good, he's working it together for good. But everything that God gives us is good. It is good. He loves us. He's a good father. I don't know how you see God. Maybe you see him like the pygmy rattler guy. But, but that's not... The God that Jesus reveals to us, he's saying, I want you to see God like this. He just loves to give you good things. He loves to give you good things. He loves to give you whatever you need. I like that it's Matthew 7 11. I think of it that way 7 11. They got whatever you need, all kinds of goodies. My kids love to go to 7 11. And, and Jesus is saying, whatever you, whatever you need, I'll give it to you. Do you believe that in, in 2022? Do you believe that? I, Mom, since you said provision earlier, I'm going to put you on the spot to give a little testimony. Mom and Dad, you guys had just sold your house. And uh, how many of you know it's a good time to sell a house? It may not be. The problem is you got to buy a house, right? And uh, so they had sold their house, and then they're going, okay, God, where's the house that you have for us? And they were looking for certain things and had certain things that, uh, nothing extravagant, but just things that they wanted, and, uh, you know, as they began to look at the market over time, they kind of started saying, I'm not so sure we're going to be able to do this. I think we're going to need to start crossing some things off of the list. And, Mom, I remember I saw you one day, and um, I, I know you said, I know God is good. And, and you actually had a word uh, about, can you tell the word about ice cream? Could you come up and just say that quickly? I'm putting her on the spot. You are, but that's all right. Well, you can hold the mic, Mom. Okay. <laughs> one day after we had 
discussed and, and we'd been praying all along about a new, another house, I said to Ron, without all the background, we're not going to get our cake. You can't have your cake and eat it too. In other words, you're just going to have to settle for some, some things that aren't like you want or I want. And he was quiet for a minute, and he said, yeah, but God is a good, good father, and he can give us our cake, and we can eat it too. Three days later, I got a phone call from another lady that said, in, in essence, she said, the Lord says, this, he wanted me to tell you this, and it has something to do with your house. She had no idea about the cake and eat it too. She said, the Lord told me that he wants to let you eat ice cream every day. It has something to do with your house. And I was like, Lord, you want us to have our cake and eat it too with ice cream every day? And within a week, we found the house that we now are owners of and getting ready to move into. And it's above and beyond what we could have asked or think. It checked off everything on his list, which was nothing that was on my list. But it also checks off everything on my list, which was primarily big trees, a park-like setting, and it's God. God is a good, good father. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. I, I know, you know, we can hear that, and, and I'll, I'll balance that by saying my parents have uh, left, sold homes, and moved away to places they didn't want to live in because they were being obedient to God. Because ultimately they were saying, uh, our, our joy is not found in a house, our joy is found in God. But when you delight, listen to this, delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. God wants to give you good things. God wants to bless you. God wants your life to, to radiate into the world. His, good, his goodness to the world. Not that life is always good. Life's not always good. But God is always good. God is always good. And I want to speak that. Worship team, you guys can come back up. I want to speak that over our church this year. That this will be a year that, that we will be crowned with the goodness of God. This year will be crowned with the goodness of God. Now, how many of you want it? Now, let me say this. When, when, when you're over in kids' church and you're giving away a piece of candy, how many of you know you sit there and, they, and, and you say, we're going to have some candy. They don't just sit there going, yeah, I want candy. They go, yeah, I want candy. Now, I'm not saying that we, that we are shouting to God, but is there faith in our hearts this morning? I just want to ask that. Is there faith in our hearts? I, I don't know about you, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe God for good things this year. It may not be filled with rainbows and lollipops every day, but, but it will be filled with the goodness of God. I believe that God's going to crown this year with his goodness. Amen? Would you stand up to your feet today and let's pray.